what's all this going on with the Bidens and the House and you know, discussions of corruption, et cetera, et cetera? What is, what is all this that's going on? Let me lay it down for you, uh, basically. So, banks in the United States are supposed to report to the federal government when there is suspicious activity. They're actually called suspicious activity reports. And when a bank notices activity that appears to be potentially criminal in nature, it, uh, the bank is supposed to create one of these suspicious activity reports and then turn it into the federal government, the FBI, IRS, that kind of thing. Well, there are, up to this point, 170 of these suspicious activity reports that have been generated mostly around the years that Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. These suspicious activity reports paint a picture of multiple fake companies, what are called shell companies, limited liability companies, that were created by Hunter Biden to pass around money and then distribute that money into the private accounts of multiple members, nine members so far that they know of, of the Biden family. The way that this worked was, and, and this money came into these uh, companies from foreign uh, countries, foreign countries that Joe Biden happened to be dealing with while he was vice president of the United States. So if he was having dealings with Ukraine, he would be getting money from people in Ukraine. While he was dealing with China, he would be getting money from China. That kind of thing. And the way that it would work was, a, uh, if, say, he was having dealings with China, and he wanted... Uh, or, you know, China wanted uh, particular favors from him or from the United States that he could influence. A Chinese company would then purchase uh, non-existent products or services from a company that Hunter Biden had created in the United States then that company would purchase non-existent products or services from another company that Hunter Biden had created within the United States. And there were, I think, 20-some-odd companies that Hunter Biden created, or the Biden family created. And the money would just get passed around between all of these different companies for non-existent uh, products and services. And then eventually the money would be deposited 
from one of these companies into their private bank accounts. This is, this is not a conspiracy theory, folks. They have the receipts, literally have the receipts in their hands from these banks. Joe Biden attempted to cover this up in 2002 by, it used to be, that Congress could just go to the Treasury Department and request records such as these. Request bank records, request these suspicious activity reports, etc., etc., if Congress was investigating something. When Joe Biden got into the White House, he ended that through his Treasury Secretary and had her shut it down such that Congress was no longer able to access these records because Joe Biden obviously didn't want anybody accessing these records. Well, through whistleblowers and so forth, uh, Congress finally got access to these records. Back in 2002, they were looking at, there, there was like 150 of these records. Now there's 170 of these records. And these records indicate and follow payments from foreign countries like Ukraine, like China, to these fake or shell companies that were created by the Biden family. And these shell companies bounced this money around until it eventually ended up in the private bank accounts of nine different members of the Biden family. That, that there is evidence of this. This actually occurred. There is evidence of this actually occurring that Congress has. And not only that, but during a separate investigation, apparently of something else, the FBI was investigating something else. And the FBI, when they are investigating something and say they've got a guy that they, are, they have arrested or that they are questioning or that, they have in, or that they're interrogating, the, and the guy says, hey, I've got information on something else, unrelated or slightly related. And they tell the FBI information about this, uh, about potential criminal activity. The FBI then has to generate a report and then, theoretically, what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to follow up on that report. Well, the FBI actually received such a report of criminal activity that was credible from a source about a bribery scheme involving foreign nationals and Joe Biden. This the report that's generated is called an FD ten twenty three. FD ten twenty three. And again, this is a, a report that is generated when you, when the FBI say they're investigating uh, crime X, and they come across information about crime Y, while they're investigating crime X. What they do is they fill out an FD-1023 on the information about crime Y 
They continue on with their investigation about crime X, and they send that 1023 up the chain of command, and then the chain of command looks at it, determines whether or not it's credible, and then they put an investigator on crime Y based on the information that they got in the FD-1023. Well, in this particular case, the FD-1023, because it involved the Biden family, didn't go anywhere. The FBI buried it. Now, why would the FBI do something like that? Well, while Joe Biden was vice president, as you will recall, for eight years, Barack Obama was president. And Barack Obama, while he was president, a lot of people don't like Barack Obama. I admire Barack Obama a lot. I don't like the man. I don't know him personally, you know, obviously. But I I respect him and I admire him because he was able to accomplish so much in the systematic dismantling of the United States of America. I don't think there has been a president in the history of the United States who was able to do as much damage to the United States as he did. Possibly Woodrow Wilson. You know, maybe Woodrow Wilson. Um, but previously, I, I was Woodrow Wilson was my number one, FDR number two. But... Now I'm thinking Barack Obama has has he's he's right up there certainly in the top 3 I would say of presidents who intentionally damaged the United States and how he did it was he weaponized politically weaponized the federal bureaucracy he he uh, politically weaponized the um DOJ the Department of Justice the military, the intelligence apparatus. Uh, He just did enormous damage. And because he had politically weaponized the FBI, the DOJ, uh, they weren't going to investigate anything regarding his side of the fence, which the Bidens were at that time. I know that apparently there's really no love lost between Barack Obama and Joe Biden, but they are ultimately on the same team. And Joe Biden currently uh, is carrying out Barack Obama's third term. So we have these 170 and counting, apparently, uh, suspicious activity reports implicating Biden family members, including Joe Biden, in bribery from foreign countries. We have this FD-1023 that the Federal Bureau of Investigations has had for years and has not acted on. And this is very convincing that we have a traitor in the White House right now. And the situation with the FD-1023 has reached ahead because the uh, it was 
actually Senator Grassley, was approached by a whistleblower within the Department of Justice and was told about this FD-1023 and its credibility and the fact that the FBI was sitting on it and not moving on it because it involved Joe Biden. As a matter of fact, apparently, uh, it came, uh, they came across it or, or it was generated around the time of the election and it was suppressed such that it would not interfere with Joe Biden getting elected. And now they're still sitting on it, of course, because, you know, they don't want it getting out and they don't want any, you know, problems with Joe Biden's second term or being elected to a second term. And the uh, Congress has requested that FD-1023 because they're, they're building a legitimate case against the current occupant of the White House. Well, they requested it officially yesterday, I guess it was. Uh, that's what they were talking about. One of the things they were talking about at the news conference that they held uh, yesterday, that uh, Comey held yesterday with the uh, House Republicans. And uh, the FBI told them to go screw, that they were not going to produce the 1023. Yesterday, the House Oversight Committee tweeted this. The House Oversight Committee said the FBI is failing to comply with a subpoena deadline. Chairman Comer and Senator Grassley said the FBI is withholding an unclassified FD-1023 form. And that's, that's very important right there to note. This is an unclassified form. So they can't say, well, it's classified, so we can't give it to you. It's an unclassified form. Anyway, unclassified FD-1023 form that describes the criminal scheme involving Joe Biden and a foreign national, quote, based on, a, uh, based on whistleblower disclosures, the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation possess an unclassified FD-1023 form that describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. It has been alleged that the document includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose, the Oversight Committee said. It's clear from the FBI's response that the unclassified record the Oversight Committee subpoenaed exists, but they are refusing to provide it to the committee. We've asked the FBI to not only provide this record, but to also inform us what it did to investigate these allegations. The FBI has failed to do both. The FBI's position is trust, but you aren't allowed to verify. That is unacceptable. We plan to follow up with the FBI and expect compliance with the subpoena, said James Comer. So here we have... 
170 bank records, or suspicious activity records. 170. Showing payments from foreign companies to shell companies set up in the United States by the Biden crime family. Money that went from those from the foreign national companies to the shell companies into the private bank accounts of the Bidens while he was president and making policy decisions with regards to those very countries. And we have, according to a whistleblower, a federal document that details one of these incidents or a similar incident that the FBI has had in their possession and apparently has failed to act on, and the FBI under Joe Biden is refusing to comply with a congressional subpoena to provide that document. This, this makes Watergate look like, like a Cub Scout meeting. This makes Watergate look like nothing. We're talking about foreign com- countries, some of whom are hostile to the United States, like China, getting policy decisions from a vice president of the United States whom they are paying This isn't just corruption, folks. This could be treason. Now, the response from Congress, as far as I'm concerned, has been less than stellar. They are not... I... We're in the early stages of this. I didn't expect that the the DOJ was going to hand over this document to them. You know, obviously, especially as we're coming up on the election. But Congress has certain powers, especially the House of Representatives. And they need to start exercising those powers. But folks, I think we're at the point where Congress just needs to lay it down. So first thing that they need to do, again, re-subpoena, hold the the head of the DOJ in contempt of Congress. Hold uh, Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, in contempt of Congress. That's just bare minimum right there. Uh, Next thing is defund them. Just defund the DOJ. And another thing that the the Democrats really want is a debt ceiling increase. That's over. If if you are, uh, if I were the Speaker of the House, we're not, we're not even negotiating anymore. There will be no debt ceiling increase. Now, they already submitted a a potential bill 
to Joe Biden with regards to the to the budget. And it basically destroys a lot of what Joe Biden wants to do to this country, which is good. It defunds a whole bunch of stuff, including the 87,000 new IRS agents and arming up of the IRS, et cetera, et cetera, weaponizing the IRS. Uh, so the White House has completely rejected it, which is fine because, again, if I was... Uh, uh, Speaker of the House, we're not talking anymore. There ain't going to be a debt ceiling. There's not going to be a budget. That's it. And let let Biden go to the press and talk about how the default and all of this kind of stuff, which is not going to happen, by the way. They, they, there's We take in enough money in taxes that we uh, we're not going to default on anything. There will be no default. So that's not an issue. They they need to do that. But the thing that they really need to do right now, that's it. We're done playing. It's time to start the impeachment process right now. They have more than enough on Joe Biden at this point to go ahead and start the impeachment process. Shut everything down. Nothing that Joe Biden or the Democrats want goes through at all. The only business of the House right now, entirely and 100%, should be the impeachment of Joe Biden. Make sure that everything is very public. You know, and I know that MSNBC and CNN and NBC and all the other alphabet news agencies are not going to play ball. That doesn't matter because nobody's watching them anyway. This needs to get out on the alternative networks. Screw Fox News, too. They're not playing ball anymore either. But that's okay because nobody's watching them. As I pointed out in a previous video, uh, the legacy media is pretty much dead. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to go to them. I mean, they're going to be there anyway, but people aren't watching them anymore. People are watching independent news now. Go to them. Go to the places that people are watching. Go to the people themselves. That's another thing that the Republicans are not taking advantage of that they should be taking advantage of. Individual congressmen, individual senators should have their own rumble channels. They should have their own... Uh, they should be taking advantage of social media. Get out there on Twitter. Get out there on Truth Social, on Getter, on Gab. Get out there on Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey. Speak to the people directly. They have that ability but they're not taking advantage of it. This is something that just drives me nuts about the Republican Party. They're like always 40 years in the past. The government in general is like that. Drives me nuts. But anyway, that's what they need to do. They need to impeach Joe Biden. They need to be hammering home the evidence that they have. They have evidence. This stuff is unclassified. Put the documents out there. It's the same thing with the January 6th stuff. Go ahead and put the footage out there. 
all 14,000 hours of it, put it out there so that we the people come directly to we the people. We elect you directly. You come directly to us and talk to us. Impeach Joe Biden. Show us the evidence. Guess what? Joe Biden's poll numbers, which are already pretty crappy, are going to go through the floor. Go to war with these guys. Take them down. If there's enough pressure, and there's certain elements of the Democrat Party that don't want Biden you know, to run. So you might just be able to get some Democrat senators willing to vote to convict Joe Biden and kick him out of office. It's possible. So go do that. Go to war with this guy. You see, we're not going to, we're not going to accomplish anything if our side is not dedicated to actually winning. And at this point, I have not seen any dedication to winning. All I have seen so far, now granted they've been a little bit more aggressive, but all I've seen so far from the Republican Party is weakness. The same old stuff. Oh, we're going to investigate stuff, and we're going to complain about stuff, and we're going to go to the regular legacy news media that nobody's watching except our opponents and complain to them and complain about them and... That's not going to get anything accomplished. The most powerful person in Washington, D.C. could potentially be the Speaker of the House if the Speaker of the House were to exercise the powers that are available to him. We've seen how powerful a Speaker of the House could be throughout the history of the United States, but certainly through Nancy Pelosi. It's time that the Republicans step up and start behaving like frickin' patriots and start behaving like Americans and start going after corruption. The guy's bent. The guy's dirty. There's evidence of this. They're holding documentation to show that money was being laundered from foreign countries to the Biden administration, or I'm sorry, to Joe Biden's family. When he was vice president, pay for play. What are they going to do about it? I guess we'll find out. Folks, and if you're as fed up as I am, contact your congressmen, contact your senators. Get on Twitter. You know, at them on Twitter and and tell, tell them what you think. Get on Truth Social. They're there. They're watching. They have, not necessarily they themselves, but they've got staffers who watch Twitter, especially Twitter. Get on there. Get out there. Get involved. We got to take this country back. And I talked about this in a previous uh, segment as well, how we do that. Get involved at the county level. If we can take over the counties, we can take over the states. If we can take over the states, then we can take over the federal government. That's the way this country was designed. And that's what we got to do. 
just from a purely political standpoint. That's what we've got to do, folks. So get out there. Get after these guys. All right, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, hit the like and subscribe button down below. Share this video out there to your friends. You can find my videos on bitshoot.com, odyssey.com, O-D-Y-S-E-E.com, and rumble.com. I also have a podcast, which is The Doc Bryant Show, and you can get that anywhere you can get podcasts except for Apple, because I will not fill out their paperwork. Once again, thanks for watching, and I will talk to you all later. Now for a little bit of cultural update. Uh, talking about the Bud Light situation, of course. Um, Disney used to be my favorite punching bag, but Disney's pretty much dying. I mean, I might, you know, I'll probably come back to that because there, there are new developments with regards to that, but they're not really new. It's, it's basically the same game, just a different name you know, with regards to the Little Mermaid thing and, and all that stuff. Basically, Disney is just dead. Disney's dead. And, and it's hardly worthy of, of comment anymore. Um, however, Bud Light is right out there uh, in the front of the cultural civil war here in the United States. And they have uh, decided that they were going to destroy their brand. Um, for those of you who don't know, Anheuser-Busch is very heavily invested in the uh, ESG uh, DEI movement. If you don't know what that is, ESG is Environmental Social Governance, and DEI is Diversity, Equity, and Inclusions. In other words, wokeness, the woke cult. And Anheuser-Busch is heavily invested in that. Now, they pretend to be a blue-collar, you know, work-a-day, especially with Bud Light, which is the center of the controversy, uh, company. Oh, we're an American company, and we grew up in America, America this, America that. Well, at the same time, they're buying into this woke cult, uh, which is 180 degrees opposed to the Constitution of the United States, hence not Merkin. All right, so they're saying one thing, they're doing another. Well, they decided to go ahead and test the woke waters by sending out a 12-pack of Bud Light cans with the face of Dylan Mulvaney on them. Dylan Mulvaney is a failed actor, failed comedian, who has decided to uh, hitch his horse to the transgender movement by pretending to be a transgender person. He isn't really, but he's pretending to be. And these Bud Light cans were supposed to commemorate his so-called 365th day, or I'm sorry, his 365th day of so-called womanhood. All right. He's pretending to be a transgender. He has had no surgeries or anything like that, uh, or apparently he's had a facial smoothing. I don't know what that is, but apparently he's had one of those. But as far as actual transgenderism is concerned, he hasn't had anything cut off and he hasn't had anything added on. He's not a real transgender. He is pretending. So he's pretending to be somebody who's pretending to be somebody, which is just ridiculously pathetic. And 
extraordinarily offensive to a vast majority of the United States and a vast majority of the people who used to be customers of Bud Light. This whole situation has caused Bud Light's sales to drop, Anheuser-Busch's market capitalization to plummet. And it is now apparently having what is referred to as a halo effect because now people are going, well, not only am I not going to drink Bud Light, but I'm not going to drink anything that Anheuser-Busch produces. People are discovering that Michelob is an Anheuser-Busch beer uh, and, and various other beers out there. And, and now uh, they're realizing that, oh, not only is it beers, but it's other companies and, and things that Anheuser-Busch owns and produces. They're starting to suffer. And so this is, this is, is it, and the funny thing is, this isn't even a boycott in the, in the traditional sense. This is a backlash of people who are fed the heck up with having this anti-American, anti-Western, anti-Christian, racist, woke garbage shoved down their throats. And they're done. This could, have, this could have happened to any company. It just happened to be Bud Light. Bud Light happened to be the straw that broke the camel's back. And Bud Light is scrambling to try to get their customers back. Let me tell you, it won't happen. And the really hilariously ironic thing is that now the pride community is boycotting them too. Because the pride community has decided that Bud Light isn't woke enough. That their commitment to the woke cult orthodoxy is not pure enough. They're saying that Bud Light, in the face of this backlash, did not immediately come out and show their support, or show enough support, to Dylan Mulvaney, who is one of their high priests for this woke cult. One of their eunuch high priests, although he's not really even a eunuch high priests for this woke cult. And, and so now... <laughs> Bud Light is not only not being bought by real Americans, it's not being bought by the people who oppose real Americans. And so they're, they're, they're dying, and they're dying fast, and I love it. It's fantastic. Well, a lot of people would think, because this situation has increased the market share of other beer companies, including Coors. All right. But Coors has not responded to this situation. Now, a good businessman, seeing that one of your competitors had stumbled massively, you would think would take advantage of the situation, but Coors isn't doing that. And neither are any of the other major breweries. 
and one has to wonder why. Well, obviously, the answer is you can actually get the answer if you go to their website and just look up ESG. Just those three little letters, ESG. And it will lead you to something on their webpage that talks about how devoted they are to this anti-American, counter-constitutional movement of the cult of wokeness and ESG. That's the reason that they're not taking advantage of this. Is because they're afraid to lose investment money coming from massive investment firms that are being used as instruments of change to destroy the Constitution, to destroy Western civilization. The number one company of which is BlackRock. There are other ones, but BlackRock is the, the number one company. And BlackRock is a huge investment corporation, massive, trillions of dollars of investment capital. And they force upon companies in whom they invest these ESG commitments. And these companies like Coors are afraid now to go against the cult of wokeness because they're afraid that BlackRock will remove money from their investments. What they don't understand is that if they do that, they'll make money from people buying their products, which is what it's supposed to happen. That's how a corporation is supposed to actually work. A company is supposed to produce a product or a service, and then people, if it's a good product or service, then buy, if the people like it, purchase that product or service, and the company makes a profit. That's how it's supposed to work. But there is a company that is taking advantage of this situation. And I think they are going to, uh, their business is going to explode and they are going to get very big. And that company is Yingling. For those of you who have not heard of this, it's actually spelled uh, Y-U-E-N-G-L-I-N-G. And it's a German, it's a family-owned American brewery founded by a German immigrant 200 years ago. It is the oldest brewery in the United States. I know it's spelled weird, and I, I didn't know how to pronounce it properly until today. I verified today before I filmed this uh, how to pronounce it. And even though it looks like it should be pronounced Youngling, it's actually Yingling. And they saw blood in the water and, like a good capitalist, moved to take advantage of it. And they have produced now cans that are red, white, and blue and camouflage and honor U.S. veterans and are very patriotic. And guess what's going to happen, folks? What's going to happen is Yingling is going to experience a massive growth. To explain how bad the situation is, for those of you who missed my last 
episode regarding this. Somebody did a uh, an experiment, a public experiment, at a country music festival. They had coolers filled with three different types of beer, Yingling being one of them. And passers-by, they told passers-by, you can take a free beer, whatever you want. There were three kinds of beers. One of them was Bud Light, one of them was Yingling, and one of them was, I think, a Michelob. And at the end of the uh, concert, the coolers had one type of beer left over, and that was Bud Light. This is free beer at a country music concert. They could not give, they literally could not give Bud Light away. That's how bad it was for Bud Light. Now, because they had Michelob in there, and Michelob is an Anheuser-Busch product, it is apparent still that the vast majority of people do not associate Michelob with the controversy. But the point remains, you could not give Bud Light away. There is also a report, apparently, that, uh, and I don't know where this happened, I think it was in Canada, yes, it was in Canada, that a couple who had bought a case of Bud Light was walking out of a liquor store, and they were actually, well, a physical confrontation erupted. The, the headline was that they were attacked, but basically what had occurred was a couple of guys coming out of the liquor store, saw that they had Bud Light and said some rude things to them. They then said some rude things back and a confrontation ensued, a physical confrontation ensued. So it wasn't like uh, they walked out with the Bud Light and two guys with MAGA hats on carrying ropes attacked them and started beating them. There was a verbal confrontation first. The two guys said something stupid and mean to the people carrying the Bud Light. The Bud Light carrying people said something stupid and mean back. And instead of walking away, which would have ended the confrontation, apparently the male decided to engage these other people uh, and it, it got violent. So it wasn't like they were attacked. But still, the point is that there is such a negative stigma on Bud Light now that people won't even be seen drinking it. And again, if you are a competitor of Bud Light, a direct competitor with Bud you should be jumping all over this and trying to grab up as much of the market as you can who have rejected Bud Light. And the only company that's doing that is Yingling. And I, I'm telling you, watch the stocks. And I'm not a financial advisor, but if I had money to invest, I'd put it in Yingling right now. Because they're doing it right. And we're going to see that. That's all I have to say on this particular subject at this particular time. If you like what you heard, hit the like and subscribe button down below. Share this video out there to your friends. Share it to people it will annoy. Uh, I am starting to get hate comments, and so I appreciate that. If your comments are good enough, if they're insightful enough, if your hate comments are good enough, I will feature them on a segment when I get enough of them. So, uh, again, if you don't like what I'm saying, if you do like what I'm saying, thank you for watching. 
Um, you can catch my videos on bitshoot.com, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E.com, odyssey.com, O-D-Y-S-E-E.com, and rumble.com. And I have a podcast, The Doc Bryant Show, uh, anywhere you can get podcasts except for Apple. Uh, and I am on those other things except for uh, YouTube. So thanks very much for watching, and I will talk to you all later.